All right, we're going to try to keep it fairly short today because Daddy's busy. Daddy's busy. He's got things to do today. Um, but we got a little bit of time to squeeze uh, squeeze in a little fight talk for this weekend because um, there's plenty, plenty of good things going on right now. Um, aside from the, 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 the main UFC event, UFC 263, uh, between Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori, um, there's also a really good Bellator card uh, tonight, actually. So kind of running late on talking about this one. But if you uh, if you end up catching catching this before uh, before tonight, um, Friday, June 11th, uh, Douglas Lima fighting Yaroslav Amosov, uh, another big um, a big a big uh, contender for uh, which most people would know coming out of Bellator is Aaron Pico. I I've really been interested kind of in his story and his uh, his growth um, coming into uh, coming into the um, the world of MMA. Uh, if you aren't familiar with him, uh, you're probably not a hardcore. But if you're not, um, insane, insane background on this guy. I think he's still only probably like 23 years old, 22 years old, something like that. Um, he's, he's racked up about 10 fights now. But, man, he had such a crazy uh, background coming in as an 18-year-old. I mean, they, they were talking about him as an as a Olympian wrestler, Um Coming out of high school, I mean, had all kinds of offers uh, for for Division One wrestling and and international wrestling, and he was also a Golden Gloves champion, uh, uh, boxing in his teenage years as well. So had a had a boxing background, had a amazing amazing elite wrestling background, um, and just decided to 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 put all that aside and go right into MMA at 18 years old. And his whole thing is pretty fascinating because I think he was so young. And it was being kind of led by by a God knows who. Um, started off with a loss after a huge, huge uh, kind of hype coming um, from his entrance into the world of, of MMA. But he's been really interesting to watch, man, because I think he uh, we already, you know, like I said, he's only 22. Already he's developed an insane amount, I think, just like strategically and business-oriented-wise. Um, he's been making a lot better decisions and I think he's learning a lot more about the sport. He's changed his team. You know, he, he kind of got, he's gotten introduced to the industry, so he's not as lost. So I think he's, he's really coming around to understanding, you know, um, that and, and, and not letting, you know, letting his, p- picking and choosing a really good team, you know, and I saw a recent interview that he talked a lot about that, that he's really, uh, kind of settled down on having a good management team, having a good coaching staff that he believes in and trusts in you know he was coming in and just was being told by everybody that he was going to be a world beater they threw him right in with the sharks right away you know and it didn't pan out too well from him you know there's a lot to learn in this game uh which is the whole kind of conversation with all the paul brothers you know jumping in and and who they're taking on and being strategic about about <clears throat> who they're fighting at, at what time and really taking you know taking your time to rack up experience, rack up wins. Uh, you know, he was a perfect case of being pushed too early, I think. Um, but he's just one of those guys that has everything to be like the 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 best fighter on the planet. So, aside from that, man, he's just he's a really interesting guy to watch. Um, you know, and I think he's figured a lot out. And I think his last three fights, he's finished all three of them. Um, going up against uh, Aiden Lee tonight in Bellator. So, I mean, anytime he fights, I pay attention. You know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to kind of keep my uh, my finger on the pulse of that guy's career. 
And if you don't know much about him, he's definitely an interesting cat to watch. Still young, still crazy amounts of potential. Only got 10 fights, super young, um, and has all, all the skills in the world. So Aaron Pico and then Douglas Lima, I mean, outside the UFC, probably the best fighter there is. Probably the be- arguably the best fighter outside of the UFC anywhere. Out of 1FC, Bellator, uh, PFL, any of them. Um, as legit as they come. Uh, and, and a crazy, entertaining knockout artist. So as far as uh, outside the UFC goes, man, some pretty good – I mean, they had the PFL card last night too with Cal- Clarissa Shields, uh, world champion female boxer. Um, so there's been a lot of cool stuff going on outside the UFC. Um, really good opportunities for people to kind of, you know, pay attention a little bit to some really high, high-level competition outside outside the UFC, if anybody's interested in that. But – should be pretty in, should be pretty good good fights with uh with Douglas Lima, Paul Daly, Aaron Pico, um, you know, a good amount of guys uh uh fighting on that card. So aside from that, man, um UFC two sixty three. Uh kind of talked a little bit about last podcast, but really, really good fights. Chase Hooper on the undercard, you know, cra- crazy young up and comer, uh, you know, Ben Askren's son basically looks just like him. Um, kind of more of a submission guy, a guy that I think they're doing it right. He is a really interesting character, pretty marketable, really skilled. You know, he's like 19 years old. Um, and I hope they do him a service by letting him just grow and build up some momentum naturally, uh, build up some experience, man. When they push these guys hard and fast and get them into the top, top 10 after they've had, you know, two fights or something like that. I mean, you're stepping into the world of killers at that point. And you can really just derail a guy's career by that. They need to experience some losses, you know, in my opinion, or some adversity to really to really learn. But let them learn that before you put them up on this pedestal, and then people will ride them off once they, they get beat. Um, which is always, you know, that's always a, a – we could go off on that forever. Like I said, I'm trying to make it quick today. So um, Chase Hooper fighting. Um, who else? Lauren Murphy, Joanne Calderwood. Uh, Joanne Calderwood usually brings the heat as far as women go, uh, so that should be a fun fun fight. Um, Eric Anders and Darren Stewart, really good undercard fight. And then the uh, kind of the main event on the undercard, Drew Dober and Brad Riddell. That's the one to watch for sure. Brad Riddell, one of those top, this, this, this New England group, man. I mean, and he's fighting on the same card as Izzy. So, you know, Israel Adesanya, Brad Riddell, um, uh, ah, crap. Who's that? Who's the other guy? Well, Dan, um, Dan. Yeah. Whoever Dan is also New Zealand, uh, Kiwi, man, that camp, they are just, they're, they're throwing out some insane skill lately, just insane skill lately. And, um, Drew Dober and Brad Riddell is going to be a good fight. I was super looking forward to Gregor Gillespie fighting Brad Riddell, and that fight fell off like the night before it was supposed to happen because I think COVID. So super, super happy to see Brad make it back in there. And Drew Dober's no slouch, so that should be a really good fight. And both those guys, the, this is these are the kind of fights that usually turn out entertaining because both of these guys, they're getting put into that a good spot on the undercard. You know, they're not on the main card. They're trying to break out. They're trying to get some name recognition. And this is a big card. They have an opportunity. They're slated really well as, like, the main event on the undercard. So a lot of people will see that, the people that will watch the the prelims but not the pay-per-view. 
Um, and those guys, they bring it, you know, a lot of times when they stack a big main event with, with, um, you know, three championship fights, uh, you know, tonight two or tomorrow night, two championship fights, a lot of times, man, those, those guys can be in positions to where they're fighting not to lose, you know, and it can be a little bit overly cautious or, or they can be too strategic. They have a very specific game plan to best the guy and it might not be that entertaining, uh, you get these young up and comers, the guys trying to make a name, the guys trying to break into the top ten. That they they got to go out and make big statements. Uh, those end up usually, in my opinion here, uh, end up being the most entertaining fights. So that could be your sleeper fight of the weekend. Uh, that could be one of the 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 the, the really best entertainment filled fights. Um, and it's, you know, way more people could get eyes on it because they don't have to drop the, the 70 bucks or whatever for the pay-per-view. So uh, Paul Craig and Jamal Hill, I love this fight before I started seeing all the drama. These guys apparently have some kind of drama. I don't even know the background. I just saw that they were they were kind of squaring off and talking shit, bowing up to each other uh, whenever they were signing into the hotel or whatever or taking, taking you know, promo pictures and things like that but somehow they found each other and were already talking shit like away from the weigh-ins and everything else so I think a lot of that's coming from Jamal Hill's side he seemed to be the aggressor in that scenario but either way there should be a, a decent amount of heat in that fight uh Damian Maya and Bilal Muhammad it's one of those weird ironies you know Bilal Muhammad fighting on the same card as Leon Edwards after they had a really unique um outcome in their fight with Bilal getting eye poked um, and he was looking really good, you know, and and Bilal's been on a really good momentum streak, I think, lately. It's unfortunate that, that that fight had to end because of that eye poke, but um, I think he they're still giving him good matchups. Uh, I like his odds here against Damian Maya. Um, I mean, obviously, and it doesn't matter, man. Damian Maya could be 65 years old. doesn't matter. If he gets a hold of you, you can get choked. So... If he can stay away from that and Bilal can come out with a really good definitive win against uh, a big name like Damian Maya, you know, he needs that. He needs that to keep his steam going, you know, and maybe uh, depending on what happens with Leon and Nate, they could they could run that back. But I like that fight. I, I, I like how Bilal's been fighting lately. He definitely seems like a top 10 guy. He's had a lot of good momentum. Uh, and I think he's going to kind of have a chip on his shoulder that, that Leon uh, – you know, poked him in the eye, and then now gets this big super fight with Nate Diaz. Uh, so I think that that'll probably be a good fight. I think Bilal's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder, and uh, but I don't know if he'll that he'll be overly aggressive and get get caught up in something from from Damian, which can always happen. So that's a really interesting matchup, man. And then the Nate Diaz Leon Edwards one. It's one of those things. I mean, it's really interesting. That's the first five round non-title fight or non-main event fight um just a regular fight but between two contenders uh five rounds so it'll be interesting you know and Nate Diaz he 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 surprises me every time you know he surprises everybody you know and he's one of those guys that is going to be entertaining or, or have something some kind of uh some kind of momentum energy wise you know there's already he's smoking weed at the press conference uh has all the swagger in the world, you know, going up against a guy, a tough guy in, in, in Leon. 
But whenever people are breaking down this fight, not a lot of people are giving uh, giving Nate Diaz the the shot. I mean, he's I think he's a big underdog in this fight. You know, for a good reason, for a good reason, mind you. But anything can happen in Nate Diaz fight. Sometimes he can he he can just get steamrolled, or he'll come out and surprise the world. So, who knows? You know, Leon Leon's trying to prove something always. I think. Uh, no one wants to give that dude his respect, and I think this is a, one of the few times that they did. They gave him a big, big entertainment money fight with Nate Diaz. Anytime anybody nowadays gets a chance to fight Nate, it can change the trajectory the trajectory of their career. So, I mean, I think that the night's going to be filled with people coming out to prove something. You know, Leon coming out to, to take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, man, if he doesn't, Swing and a miss, tell you what. Uh, and then I think there's a really interesting kind of uh, d- dynamic um, or, you know, a weird comparison with the Figueredo and the Brandon Moreno fight and then the Izzy and Marvin Vittori fight. Because like I was saying, uh, you know, a lot of times when they stack these these cards with, with, uh, with belts, a lot of times those aren't always the most ama- amazing fights. Like it looks stacked because they're championship fights or they're top-tier guys. But um, like in the case of Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, you know, they, they had a potential fight of the year, their first fight. But that doesn't always mean that it's going to be, you know, as uh, fun-filled as the first one. I mean, both of these guys, I mean, they, they you know, Figueredo wants to come out with a win again, and then Moreno needs to make adjustments to win this time. So the recipe that, that created that fight of the year, it's it's gonna be changed. They're not gonna come out and do the same exact thing again, you know. Uh, if you really just logically think about it, the one who lost needs to make some adjustments, and so that doesn't always lead to the most entertaining matchup. They get in there and, and you know, and uh, the adrenaline rush starts going, and they throw caution to the wind. We could go right back into it, and that's kind of what we all hope for, but. Uh, these guys are rematching. It's an immediate rematch. Um, the belt is on the line. And so I kind of foresee a lot of adjustments being made, a lot of new game plans coming into this fight. Um, so there's really no telling. I'm not banking it on it being a, just a barn burner of a dog fight like the first one. And then, uh, but then you come and look at the Adesanya and Vittori fight, um, another rematch. Uh, and typically, I would say the same thing about this, almost the exact same thing, because they had a really well-contested first matchup, one of one of Izzy's closest fights, at least in the in the UFC that he's had. Um, but I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, Marvin is just trying to prove something always. The dude, I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he takes way too much shit. Um, I mean, I totally get it. I, I, I get that he looks like an orc. I get that, that he looks like Sloth from the Goonies. But dude, he is a savage man. I mean, he's he's a as well rounded as it gets. You know, not a specialist anywhere, but super well rounded. I mean, prove that wrestling his ass off against um, a Kevin Holland. You know, he can strike with the best of them. I mean, he's a motherfucker, dude. Uh, I mean, he's a savage, and I think he deserves more respect. You can make fun of him, poke fun of him for for always having a chip on his shoulder or being being angry or whatever or looking like sloth. But uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit, and I think you know he this this is one of his. I don't know if it's his only loss, but obviously it's something that he's coming in trying to show that he is better than Izzy. 
Um, and I think in any other situation, I don't know what I would expect out of Izzy, but I, I kind of worry for, uh, for Marvin because I think Izzy going up to 205, taking that chance to go up against Jan Blachowicz and getting dealt with. I mean, pretty much getting dealt with and taking that L and coming back down. I mean, he just, we all kind of know that he's got a decent amount to prove. I don't know how much to prove or whatever, but, but I think he's got uh, something to prove. Um, and he, and I don't know how well he liked losing, especially going up. He was chasing that John Jones fight. He was trying to be, he's one of the few guys that's done this double belt weight division champ champ business and taken the L. Um, and had to go back down to his division. So I think he's going to come in kind of knowing I'm, I'm going to put a stamp that I am the king of the 85-pound division. So I think he's going to be coming to, to make a statement, you know, and I think Marvin is coming in trying to prove something. Uh, so I think this is actually a, a recipe for a badass fight. Um, I think we're going to see some action, you know. Uh, I mean, Izzy's got – where – where Marvin is really well-rounded and a good grappler, Izzy's got super underrated takedown defense, man. He can keep it on the feet. He, he absolutely can keep it on the feet, and if he can, he pieces guys up. Uh, so, man, like, like I said, I just think that's a really interesting comparison to think about where we got these two rematch fights, both for a belt, but I think very different dynamics. I'm, I'm going to expect a lot of adjustments to be made in the, in the, the Figueredo and Moreno fight. Um, so I'm not, I'm not that confident that we're going to get a crazy barn burner entertaining fight. I'm way more confident because of the dynamics with Izzy coming off of that loss, Marvin trying to prove something. Um, but just really interesting, man, whenever you, when, whenever you break it down like that, um, if I don't say so myself, I guess, since I'm the one doing that, but, uh, crazy night of fights, man, should be a great, really, really great night of fights. You know, pay attention to that Drew Dober-Brad Riddell fight, I'm telling you. Pay attention to that one. Um, Chase Super should be pretty fun. That Paul Craig and Jamal Hill fight is probably going to be uh, a, a really good one. And then uh, we'll see what Nate Diaz has, man. We'll see if, he, if he's got what it takes. I mean, Leon's been hard to beat right now. He's always trying to prove himself. He's going to come out trying to, trying to just springboard off of Nate. So we'll see what he's made out of, see if anything happens. All I'm excited about, fans fans the last couple of cards have just been we've had that uh that uh Santiago Ponzinibbio fight against Baeza it just kills me that there was no fans for that fight they deserved fans cheering their names um I'm so excited that we're getting these cards with fans uh so that 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 should hopefully add to the whole dynamic as well because man that last that last card where um, they were in Florida or, or the Texas car, whichever one. Man, the fighters bring it. I mean, it, it's a totally different energy whenever that stadium's filled up. So that will add to the whole dynamic and probably fuck up any of my predictions or whatever. Um, but anyways, should be a really good weekend of fights. Um, and we'll catch back up with you whenever, uh, whenever we get the results. Goodbye.